Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are now tuned in to the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Hello and welcome back to Believe in FSU Football. This is your host, Robbie Bagnardi. It is UF Hate Week. Um, don't like UF. Don't like anything about them. I don't like Gainesville. Gainesville sucks. Not big on Gainesville. Like just, it's boring and, and weird there. People wear jorts. I don't know what all that's about. Don't like Gainesville. Uh, I don't like the swamp. Way too orange. Just too too much orange. Not a bit. And then there's the big wall. I don't understand the stadium design. Doesn't make sense to me. Not a fan of the swamp. Not a fan of Gainesville. Not a fan of the school there. Um, yeah. Not just don't like UF. We need to beat them. They're like bad right now. Um, kind of in disarray. Defensive coordinator has been fired. Their offensive line coach has been fired. Their head coach has been fired. And their starting quarterback is hurt. Not to mention that they're like one in four in their last five games. And that was the 70 to 56 win over Samford, where they almost got ran up by the Bulldogs in the swamp. Not been good for UF lately. FSU needs to go in and win this game. Like, we're on the upswing, five and two since the zero and four start. Been playing well. We need to go in and continue that. I mean, UF's going to come out and play. They'll probably have a renewed sense of energy um, with Mullen out and just you know change of voice at the at the head. Um, and it's a rivalry game. These guys, a lot of these guys played high school football together. They grew up together, knowing know each other. So. You know, rehashing those old things in a in a new rivalry, and excited to see how it goes. Sunshine showdown. Say that ten times fast at noon tomorrow. But before we get back into that later, Boston College recap. I got to go to the game in Boston. That's pretty cool. Um, it was cold there. Was not a fan of that. But we won 26-23. Felt like the score should not have been that close. Um, The referees did their best to get Boston College back into it. There was litany of things and questionable calls and tossing our players out for not targeting penalties that were called targeting. That was a bad call. Uh, The fumble overturn. Just a lot of things. Refs were bad, but, you know, ACC refs, they, they're they not good. None of them are. They've never been good. It's just that crew's really bad. I, don't, I think they don't like Florida State. Uh, Coach Norvell, in her interview this week, pointed out that he's this team, since he's been here, has had six games of 100 yards or more of penalty yardage called against them. 
four of those games have been officiated by the same crew who did Boston College and Jacksonville State, both of our 100-plus penalty yardage games this year. So those games are outliers if you look at the rest of our uh, penalties and number and yardage. Just um, it's a a pretty blatant discrepancy in direct, you know, directly affects FSU. So that's just, that's bad that, you know, that type of oversight from the ACC allowing things like that to happen. But regardless of the ACC mishandling their, you know, ref crews and whatnot, I guess. The D-line was really good. They kept us in the game. Keir Thomas had a great game. ACC D-line of the week. That awards kind of lived in Tallahassee this year between him and Jermaine Johnson. Um, Jordan Travis played really well. 20 for 34, 251, three touchdowns through the air. Really coming along throwing the ball. Um, was throwing darts late in the Miami game. Looked good against BC. Hopefully we can... Continue that into UF, which UF doesn't have a great defense, but they're probably going to put up points, even though they don't have a play caller. They'll probably put up points. They've scored all year, so I expect that to continue. So hopefully Jordan Travis can continue to play well, continue to throw in the ball well uh, down the field especially. Really coming along as a passer. He looks more confident in the pocket. You know, really nice to see his development since he's first started playing. Uh, Jason Corbin, 13 carries for 62 yards. Ward, only four for 25. Um, would like to see. I know Jordan Travis got a lot of carries too, and there's a couple, I think like three sacks by Boston College. So that kind of messes with his rushing totals. I think it was like 13 for 26. But you'd like to see Corbin and Ward get a few more carries. Um, no. Both those guys, good averages, efficient runners continually have you know been effective on the ground this year so they they both ran the ball in relatively limited attempts but i'd like to see him touch the ball more um other plays like i talked about the fumble overturn that was whatever I, his arm wasn't going forward yet it had like just come up and then he got to it and it is what it is but, you know, Jermaine Johnson having an impact on the game, as always. Uh, the Kalen Deloach safety ended up being huge down the stretch, and he absolutely whacked that dude on the screen. That was a weird play call by Boston College to begin with, but Deloach came downhill and, like, decleated that dude back into the end zone. That was a pretty impressive play, regardless of it being on the goal line for a safety. Um... Defense is a total 11 tackles for loss and four sacks. Uh, seventh straight game with an interception as well. Akeem Dent with the game clincher. And FSU filled, held Phil Jerkovic to 10 for 24 for 148, one touchdown, one interception. A few big plays by BC. Uh, Jerkovic made a couple, made a really nice throw to Zay Flowers for a touchdown. Zay Flowers had a Little like drag route that he made a couple nasty cuts on and and 
got big yardage on that. But for the most part, FSU held BC's passing attack in check during the day. Um, they've got a good one, especially when Jerkovic's the one running it and uh, sending the ball out. So nice to see the secondary really play well, and obviously the defensive line wreaked havoc all day. That's not going to help a quarterback uh, throwing under duress. So good back-to-back, I think, good defensive performances. Defense is really coming along. Love to see them, you know, hitting their stride late in the season. Would have been nice to see it early in the season, too. But we're rebuilding, so we'll take it where we can get it, and hopefully we can carry that into this UF game against a pretty solid UF offense, slow them down, get bowl eligibility, and play another game after that. Oh, like I talked about penalties, 13 for 120. It's a lot. It's a lot of penalty yardage. Uh, Not efficient on third or fourth down either. 2 for 11 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down. We kicked a lot of field goals. Um, we did score three touchdowns. Here's been getting kicked that many field goals. It just the score was funky because of the safety. Also had no turnovers on the day. So even with the questionable officiating and big penalties, you know, Relatively disciplined in that part, but got to get the penalty yardage down. Be nice to see our games officiated a little more evenly, but it goes how it goes. Into the UF preview. UF hate week. Do not like UF. Like I talked about, Mullins fired. Uh, Greg Knox is the interim head coach for Florida. He is a running back coach and special teams coordinator. Because UF already fired their DC defensive coordinator, Todd Grantham, and their O line coach, Mullins, or play caller. So, kind of short on the uh, coaching staff this week. Winner of this game gets bowl eligibility. Pretty high stakes, kind of. Um, not quite the high stakes game relative to what this rivalry's seen in the past, but. I'd, I'd say bowl eligibility is, you know, relative stakes, especially for an FSU team that's rebuilding and a UF team that's reeling and, and trying to stop it. Um, games at noon on ESPN, UF is favored by three, and the over-under is 59 even. Game is at UF, the swamp, the big orange thing. Um, UF, like I said earlier, has lost four of their last five. And their only win in that stretch is against Sanford. This is not a team that's playing well. Um, their offense has been good for most of the year, but, you know, they put up 70 on Sanford, and then they put up, like, 23 against Missouri. So... Feels like they might be able to be held in check a little bit just with the way the season's gone lately. Um, if, I mean, UF's averaging 32.5 points per game. FSU's coming out 28. Um, 480 yards a game on average for UF. Like I said, the Sanford game kind of skewed some of these numbers a little bit, but 
They've moved the ball consistently on offense all year. But their season's kind of taken a turn for the worse. But they've, you know, there's the famous Mullen quote, well, we got more yards than they did. So, you know, relative to where UF's priorities at, I guess that makes sense. Um, throwing the ball for 265 a game, but like I said, Emory Jones is out. Anthony Richardson will start, so that'll be interesting. Um, Jones hurt his ankle early in practice this week. But it's it looks favorable for FSU at this point. Um, they got to be able to come in and capitalize on this, I think. It's a big game. Norvell's got a chance to go 2-0 and against the in-state schools this year, um, beating both Miami and UF. Haven't done that since 2016, so that would certainly be a nice little change of pace. Both those programs seem to kind of be in flux right now, whereas we seem to be on a more definitive upswing, trending upwards. I um, have a lot of faith in Coach Norvell and the things that he does. So I expect us to win. I'm not going to make score predictions or anything, but I personally expect us to win. I think we're going to go and we're going to beat UF and go to a bowl game. And I don't know who we're going to play in a bowl game, and I don't care. I think we're going to win that too because the football team is really not that bad. It just took them a little bit to hit their stride and push the right buttons. You know, they needed to figure out how to win, and they started to kind of string things together. And you look in the – obviously, the 0-4 starts not good. It was not pretty. Um there was the UF or UF Notre Dame game that kind of gave us false hope, and then Jacksonville State thing, and it started snowballing with the five turnover game at Wake Forest, and just not not a good start to the season. But you look in the back half where we've gone five and two, and our only two losses are to Clemson, who's still a relatively talented team. They're eight and three on the year, and they play South Carolina, who I think they'll beat. So you're probably talking about a you know, nine, maybe ten win Clemson team that's gonna be in the fifteen to twenty range. I think when everything settles this season. And then NC State, who's about in that same range as Clemson. Those are two like solid programs. They both played well this year. So not bad losses to take on the chin, but relative to the quality of teams that FSU's faced, they've kind of beaten the teams that they should beat in the second half of the year, so just nice to see us finally getting closer to that. Um, second half of the year has felt closer to what we expect. we got to be able to put teams away, though. Up 19-3 against Boston College and 17 nothing against Miami, and we let both of them kind of scratch and claw back into the game. we got to be able to keep our foot on the gas pedal and put people away. That's, you know, a, the difference between an okay team and a good team. You know, where you really start turning the corner, not just winning games, but winning them handily, winning them easily, convincingly. I feel like we're right on the cusp of that. We just got to keep pushing through, keep our foot on the pedal until the game's really, really in the bag. So just things that I see, but that's, you know, nitpicky, but just part of the progression of this team and this program and, and where we're going in the future. But 
we've got momentum going into this UF game that UF very much does not have and just need to continue to capitalize on that, play well, don't get rattled by the rivalry game or going into UF. Just come out ready to play. Hopefully less penalties this week and be more disciplined, continue to not turn the ball over, run the ball efficiently. I think we can go into the swamp and get it done. We got faith in these guys and Coach Norvell, so I think we go in there and we get it done. And yeah, I think that's about it. It's been a pleasure, as always. Peace out and go Nils. Thank you for listening to the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.